Hello and welcome to A Photographer's Life with me, Grant Scott. Hello and welcome to A Photographic Life. Um, I'm coming to you this week from uh, Toronto, Canada, rather than from the usual shed. Um, It's been a busy week, obviously some travel involved, um, but the week started last Thursday with a live photo uh, discussion with uh, Richard uh, Chambry, uh, co-owner of Pixel Rights, a website design company in London. Um, Conversation was live on Facebook, which was a great experience, actually. First time I've done anything like that. Um, And it gave people an opportunity to uh, join in with the conversation by posting their own questions, the questions they wanted to uh, ask me. And I did my very best um, to try and answer them. There is a link below this podcast. Uh, I think it's now on Facebook, so you can re-watch it if you are interested in that conversation. And also interested in getting an idea of what the shed actually looks like if you're interested in that kind of thing. As I've mentioned, I'm actually here in Toronto, Canada this week um, with a group of students uh, on a collaborative photographic project with uh, Humber College. Uh, in the city of Toronto, working on a a live brief. So I've been pretty busy with all of that kind of thing and uh, currently recording this in a a concrete uh, room. So I hope the acoustics are not too poor. What I really wanted, I think, to talk about um, this week was... um, and our photographic lives often uh, require us to travel to different places that maybe wouldn't we wouldn't have chosen to travel to. Um, I'm really lucky that throughout my career I, I've been able to go everywhere from I suppose down to Sao Paulo in Brazil to Australia, up to the Afghanistan border, Lahore, China, pretty much everywhere. Um, but I'm not somebody who actually really enjoys traveling. But I know a lot of photographers do see. Uh, a a desire, a passion for traveling or for travel um, ignites their careers and actually is uh, the reason why they set off with a camera. Certainly not the case for me. However, I've got used to it um, primarily because I've got to, I've got to do it. It's it's my job. But what really struck me um, that uh, this week when it came to packing was how light and easy it was um, for me to pack for this particular trip um, because I'm now self-sufficient and I started traveling for work I suppose is how you could describe it would have been in the late 1980s I think when obviously we we were totally um, reliant upon our cameras our film bags packing all of that equipment um, our communications when we arrived in any particular location uh, could be uh, reliant on local telephone exchanges and so forth and local telephone charges and hotel telephone charges, which could be quite extortionate. And alongside all of that, um, as well as all of our, our, our cameras and our film, maybe Polaroid and so forth, maybe lighting equipment, um, and alongside uh, the issues that um, we may find when we land, um, 
we'd also have to bring maps with us and we'd have map books and we'd have to find our way around. Now, everything I've brought with me this time is pretty much just my laptop, obviously a microphone to uh, make this podcast, uh, and my phone. And my phone is my camera. Um, it's the my visual note taker, but it's also, because I'm not here on a photographic commission, the the choice, the, the tool of choice that I use to, to document where I am and where, where I see. And I always love these trips from a photographic perspective because there's no doubt that traveling to a new area, I've been to Canada before in Toronto many, many years ago, but this is new to me. Uh, and so I, I'm, my eyes are a, are a light to, to light, to shadow, to shapes, to forms, to details. Um, and I feel renewed, refreshed with my photography. Um, that work, I, I edit down, I put it on my Instagram. And this is uh, a type of um, image making, a type of photography that I like to refer to as photo sketching. Um, and photo sketching kind of comes out of uh, a questioning of making the photographic image that I've kind of been addressing, I suppose, over the last couple of years. So what is photo sketching? Well, it occurred to me um, that an artist um, will work for a series of drawings, um, stages, building up to a a piece of work. It would be uh, an examination of mark making, of color, of shape, of form, of juxtapositions, light and shade which would build up to that, that finished work. It also occurred to me that a, a sculptor would make preliminary drawings, perhaps make a maquette, um, make a, a smaller scale model, model, would go for a seri- through a series of experimentation before creating the, the finished work. And yet, a photographer is expected to get the finished image by pressing the button once. And that got me thinking, well, what if we were to use the phone in particular, because it's always with us, it's in our hand, it's in our pocket. Um, what if we were to use that that phone, that camera, as a device to sketch, so that when we saw shapes, forms, lights, light, composition, shade, whatever it may be, colours, that appealed to us, we, we made an image, we found an image. And we kept it. And that process of constantly creating images in that way, without any sense that it had to be the image, it had to be the perfect image. I believe, and I believed, uh, as we worked our way through this, as I worked my way through this, this thought process, one, it could be a very freeing kind of an exercise, because it, particularly for young photographers, because it takes them, takes away that pressure of having to create whatever the perfect image may be, which of course, uh, very, um, you know, what is that? I, mean, I have no idea personally. Um, but also, it would allow them to build up a visual language through that experimentation, so that 
they would be able to refer to that and you would be able to and I am able to refer to those images, those experiments, that sketching, so that when it comes to the point where we want to make images um, that are bringing together that knowledge, that experience, we're able to do so because we've we've kept, as, a, as an artist, we'll continually draw to remain in that that understanding of mark making and that understanding of experimentation so the photographer could photo sketch and work in a similar way and it's something that i started working on a, a couple of years ago hashtag photo sketching is something you could put into instagram and not only would you see my work but you would also see work created by some of the young photographers i work with who've also adopted this approach um, it's something i write about in uh, my next book, which is um, published at the beginning of next year. There's a whole chapter on this where I go into a lot more depth. But at this point, um, because I've been doing it a lot over the last um, week um, in a new environment, sketching away, it's something that I thought I'd just share with you as an idea, as something you might want to look into or something you just might like to think about. Whilst I'm talking about uh, Instagram, um, one of the things that happened over the last couple of weeks, a story that um, seemed to be filling social media was about a particular photographer um, who has a very large Instagram and considered Instagram following, uh, having all of their work removed and suddenly finding that um, their archive um, of Instagram images had disappeared and was no longer accessible to them, um, which kind of ties into something that... Um, I wrote a short while ago. I write every month for World Press Photo for their um, journal entitled uh, Witness on the Medium platform. Again, the link to that is below this podcast. And they posted just before I came away an article I'd written called uh, Creative Photographic, oh, sorry, Creating Photographic Archives. Um, for the future and certainly something which as uh, creators of images and quite often not curators of images um, we really need to consider so that idea of all of these images that we're making uh, so i suppose sort of kind of taking responsibility for how we look after them how they become the archives for the future. I think it's an issue which a lot of photographers um, face, particularly photographers who've moved from an analog environment to a digital environment and find themselves with large amounts of material. I know myself, I have boxes of um, transparencies in folders, very uh, well put um, together and filed, but intrinsically useless um, as a future archive um, unless scanned or printed. Um, and so that's a real problem for photographers who have a large analog um, archive, but don't have either the time the finances or the equipment to uh, create uh, high-resolution scans of that work um, for the future. Um, so if that's something that you kind of you recognize and think you'd like to follow up a little bit more about that or, or follow on that discussion, um, as I say, I, I, I wrote about that uh, for World Press Photo, and um, you can see the link um, below the podcast. 
I'd just like to finish off this week's podcast with a thank you once again, as I try to do every week for and to all the people who are listening. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, as I have said, it's, it's very much a work in progress uh, as far as the audio is concerned. Uh, and the content and the thoughts, which are very much a, a stream of consciousness based uh, on my photographic life. So thanks very much for all the uh, positivity, the, the positive comments that have been made. If you think that uh, you know somebody who would enjoy listening to this podcast, uh, please let them know. It is available on SoundCloud, so you can subscribe via SoundCloud. Uh, and I'm still waiting for iTunes approval before it will appear on iTunes. So hopefully that will come through um, sooner rather than later. So um, thank you once again for listening. Thank you for your positivity. And uh, I'll see you again next week um, where hopefully I will be uh, back in the shed.